Hey guys, Chris Harry with you on the Chargers Podcast Network. And this is the Backstage Chargers Podcast, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. This week, I sit down with the Chargers equipment staff as they prepare for a short week to Oakland, then a week-long trip to Colorado Springs, capped off by Monday Night Football against the Kansas City Chiefs in Mexico City. It's one of my favorite episodes of the year. You'll hear how much detail and preparation goes into these trips and just how integral these guys are to the success of the team. So let's get right to it. Here's equipment manager Chris Smith and his all-star staff. Coming to you from the Chargers equipment room, one of the more fun things we do each season is we sit down with the equipment staff, Chris Smith and his crew, his all-star crew, the Colonel, Chad Jessup, Kevin Duddy, Tasso, Thanopoulos. First of all, Chris, just explain what we're doing now. It's a Monday, Chargers just beat the Packers, and we got a short week going to Oakland. Yeah, so we had a great win yesterday, and typical Monday uh, after a game where we've got laundry, getting the uniforms washed, but in addition to that, we play Thursday night this week. So it's a really a rush deal for us, for the players, everybody to get ready for Thursday night. And so fortunately, we have a different uniform this week. So we're able to have most of that ready to go. But the guys have to repack the mesh laundry bags, uh, get everything folded. Uh, usually have a week to do that. Now you only have really two days. And then we're also planning for a trip to Colorado Springs next Monday. We leave for that. And we're going to train at altitude at Colorado Springs before we go on to Mexico City for a Monday night game. So that's one big, long road trip. So we've got a game Thursday, a game in Mexico City, a week from, well, two weeks from today. So we're packing for all that. So it's kind of a really compressed thing. And how late were you guys here last night after the win? What was it, 9 o'clock? Yeah, 9.30. 9.30. We had to change all the face masks, so. Yeah. Navy to, to yellow. So we got back last night. With the, the truck comes here from the stadium with all the gear. So off the truck comes every player's travel bag that goes in front of their locker, and we unpack that. And then we throw all the laundry in the machines, get all the dry cleaning ready, get all that stuff. And then we had to change the face mask. Normally we're done right then and there, but because we wore Navy face masks yesterday, we had to change them all to the gold face masks last night. So because we were so busy today, we wouldn't have time to do it today. It's a little later of a night last night. Anything, Dad? No. Yeah. <laughs> who, who changed the most of them? Oh, I don't know. But we, we, we were timing ourselves earlier in the week to try to prepare for this. I mean, you got to be game ready at all times. So Kevin, Duddy, and myself, you know, we, we're doing a little bit of, you know, equipment challenges. Who can change a face mask fastest? Is that a frequent thing, equipment challenges? Uh, Listen, Chris, it's, you it's have to always prepare yeah. for craziness. You yeah. know, on the sideline, hey, if a guy's face mask breaks in the sideline, you think about it. You, you have no time to fix this thing. And as you're fixing it, let's say there's a turnover and the guy has to run out to the field, well, he's not going because you're still changing the face mask. So yeah, speed that's right. matters. Kevin speed Duddy, matters. Speed. Kevin Duddy's sitting at a minute and 60 seconds to well, change his speed. No, no, no. Speed matters, but you also have to be smart about it. And it's to be done <laughs> right. If the face mask needs to be changed and it's third down, you might want to consider waiting till you get a bigger window than that. Or Now, if you get a first down, boom, you might have – Five more minutes because it could be a, a yeah. delay of game on Kevin Duddy right on a third down right yeah, now. There's, there's some people tr- try to push it to the limit sometimes, and we've got options for both. Been we've, successful. We've, He's we've a little got a little spare face mask and a little uh, on the edge there sometimes. Oh but yeah, I'm a little bit more conservative. <laughs> <than> that, <laughs> but 
But uh, so far, so good. So. All right, so the reason we're doing it this week, these guys alluded to it, Oakland on Thursday, Colorado Springs, then Mexico City. We did this last year with you guys during the Cleveland-London trip. In what ways is it similar? In what ways is it different? Very similar. Uh, the only difference is there was two games literally on that road trip last year. This is a game and then coming back here and then going on for a week of practice and another game. So we get we got to come back here and kind of you know, regroup a little bit before we leave. Um, and then packing for just one game, you can kind of narrow it down to that yeah. instead of having – and last year in Cleveland – we wore navy jerseys, and then in London we wore powder blue. So we had two different sets of uniforms going on one trip. So that you had to be pretty dialed in with all that. So the challenge, though, with the powder blue on Thursday night, and then powder blue in Mexico City, you guys got to wash those things, right? We got to wash them, and we got to repack them, and then we need to replace jerseys if if players trade their jerseys and things of that nature. Saw some trades yesterday. Yeah, which yeah. is which goes on so <laughs> so uh and then you're doing some of this remotely so you'll have to order and have the jerseys sent to colorado instead of to costa mesa so so logistically the the challenges that come with having a game on thursday and then practicing in colorado springs you guys don't need to bring game jerseys to colorado springs but you have to account for the entire week the weather all that stuff right absolutely yeah it's correct so we're bringing cold weather gear for practice, and the colonel's been packing that for the last few days, and was doing it last night. Yes, sir. Got uh, those packed up before these we. These guys uh, have helped with that. Face mask. Yeah, all that. You know, you got to be prepared. Hopefully, it's not too cold, and it's not snowing, and it's not blizzard. But there's potential for that, so got to be ready for it. And then we'll send that gear to Colorado Springs, but we're not taking all of that to Mexico City because Mexico City's climate is pretty stable in the 60s, 70s, during the day, 50s at night, and we'll be good. So do you guys have stuff going to different locations ahead of time? Uh, we do. So we're sending out a truck Saturday that's going to meet us there Monday, and it's going to have all our practice gear. Chad's going to get all that uh, the field gear ready that, that coaches need. We'll put that on the truck, and we'll have practice clothing for the players. We'll pack that up Friday, put that on the truck. The tr- athletic trainers will have gear that'll go, and that'll be trucked, literally trucked to Colorado. And that won't go with us to Mexico. So when we're done with that in Colorado Springs, we'll send that truck back to Orange County, and we'll just have separate game gear that goes on to Mexico City. So let's talk about responsibilities. Start with you, Duddy. What what does your day look like for the next few days as we get to the Raiders? Uh, This is a different week for me because because of the short week this week and then the follow-up to leave into Colorado Springs, I've done a lot of prep work leading up to this. So I actually did a lot of stuff last week for this week and for the next week. So, uh, but... As far as that, I'm getting the jerseys ready right now, actually. Getting the powders ready. Um, and they're already ready, but I'm going through them again just to make sure. You know, and um, so we do have to order some jerseys, so we're doing that. Uh, got all the hats ready. for. Got the hats ready for next week, today. Because um, when we're at home, we wear a different hat than we're on the road. Mm. So got those ready. Um, 
all the coaches wear everything they wear on the sideline, their polos, pants, all that stuff. We're getting that stuff ready. Um, and staff as well. So did that. and uh, actually, Explain the polos and what coaches wear on the sidelines. Why coaches have different colors. Is it, is it a preference thing? Is it a head coach, no, no, assistant every, coach thing? What, what is it? Everything you see, it's the same for every team. Everything you see them wearing on the sideline is by design. And Nike has, they, you know, they have a line of stuff that they want you to specifically wear on the sideline. Yep. And yesterday, for example, it was our salute service game. So everybody had on their salute service green hats. There, you saw like the olive green um, long sleeves and and hoodies and jackets that we issued, and that was just for one game. That was just for yesterday, um, and you saw that with not league wide yesterday, but most teams were wearing that. So that was yesterday's game, and then the next game because we're wearing powder jerseys, our coaches will wear white polos and navy pants and okay. white shoes. Got it. Um, from the from the from the belt down, the team chooses that. You can wear you know team chooses what color pants and shoes you want to wear, but from the, from the belt up, that's you know by design. Chad, what are you doing this week? Got lots going on right now. We're flipping the uh, player mesh bags for game day from navy uh, to powder. That's including the tights, socks, undershirts, everything. We want to make sure you got powder showing as much as possible, and then uh, finishing up cold weather gear, like Chris said. Got most of the uh, the duffel bags finished for coaches and staff that'll be out there at practice. And then just additionally, stocking caps, hand warmers, insoles, everything ready when we're in Colorado Springs so that we're, we're prepared. Is this uh, the first game that you've had to prepare, cold weather stuff? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you take jackets. So and, Chicago and is beautiful. Yeah, Nashville is great. It's a little cold, colder during pregame. We, we take stuff every trip. Even, you know, the cold weather trunk goes with the hand warmers and stuff because you just don't know going into it. You look at ahead in the week. Monday, you start looking, oh, we got rain, chance of rain, lows, 40s, maybe getting up into 50s later in the week. So you, you bring everything because you'd rather have it and not need it uh, to, to be prepared. Yep. And uh, once we finish up cold weather gear, start getting with uh, Kyle, we'll start pushing out all that uh, practice gear, bagging up everything, a few sleds. That we're taking to Colorado Springs. I wish uh, Kyle would come say hi. Kyle, you know? Kyle's a little oh. camera shy, I guess. He's a little camera shy. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep bugging him until we'll, he hears we'll us. Him. Maybe we'll at some him. point during it's a the special podcast. Call. You, you got to call his name <laughs> a special way, and, and he comes running. Tasso, what about you, man? What you got? So this this week, I've been focusing pretty much on player practice apparel um, for the trip to Colorado. Um, we last had it in Chicago uh, two weeks ago, so kind of been working ahead pulling all that stuff from our bags and hampers uh, when we got back and started to get that stuff ready for uh for Colorado Springs and what that'll be is mostly sweatshirts sweatpants um knit caps things that you get to prepare for when we get to a climate um like we'll see in Colorado uh basically you just want to make sure that players have everything they need depending on whatever you know the weather looks like so um, this week so far has been getting that stuff together, uh, getting the practice jerseys together, uh, pulling a, their primary set as well as their backup set. Should they need it, uh, something happens to the jersey while we're on the road, we have a, a spare that they can use. Um, also, um, you just it, it's so unpredictable. We could sign a player or two while we're away, so we want to pull a couple of extra jerseys that of numbers that are not used right now 
so that we can have them ready in case we do need to bring somebody in. See, that's interesting. So, so if it's let's say it's an offensive tackle or cornerback, you got to bring a, a couple different jerseys in within that that number set, right? Depending on who we sign, right? Correct. Correct. And how so, would you so how would you sew on the name? How does that work? Well, practice jerseys don't have the uh, the names on them. But let's say okay, let's say you have to sign somebody. Hypothetically, if we were to sign a player while in Colorado, which is possible, I would order a jersey from our jersey manufacturer with the name already put on it. Got it. Okay, so yeah. if you do sign somebody during the week, and it's a possibility that that guy could play, you you got a plan for Correct. that. Correct. I would just call our jersey manufacturer, say I need this size jersey with this name on it, and they would ship it right to Colorado Springs. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Chris, I was looking at YouTube. And there's this preparing a football video, 403,000 views. Chad Jessup has become a celebrity. How do you deal with the egos and the personalities in this room? Well, it's tough. And I can tell you that it's changed because Chad's taken over my role as the guy that prepared the balls in the past. Yeah. Do you and feel slighted in any way that, that, that this, is, this has happened? But it's a typical thing where in the past everything was done by hand. Elbow grease, that type of thing. <laughs> Up now, there's machinery and involved. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, but that's okay. That's the new generation. Yeah. So we got a couple working but, on them right now. We're yeah, ready. but I'm all for it because it's more time efficient. So, it is. So the the YouTube video of Chris doing it back yeah. in the day would be like an hour long. Yeah. It would be like it would be a I had to take breaks. You know, cause, <laughs> I mean, you were just physically worn out. Now. Yeah. But it's good because nobody gets injured. Everybody gets, yeah. you know, very safe. It's very safe. Nobody goes on IR yeah. in football. Yeah. So I'm telling you, our fans eat this stuff up though. Four hundred three thousand views. You were, I think, I did an intro to a video that you did at the stadium. Wow. I think you yeah. saw it. Did you yeah, guys see yeah, it? I did. I'm see sure that. the players couple, give you a little. Couple of the players were out on the field when when that was playing, and uh, the, the, they'll humble you quickly too. Kind of let you know that, oh, I see you, I they, see you. Who humbled you? Who humbled Mike, you? Mike Davis was out there warming up as I'm, as I'm on the big screen. and <laughs> You know, these, these guys, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll let you know. You're not the only one, though. Duddy has one. He's the face of a video that got 1.5 million views preparing for a road trip, which is kind of what we're doing now. Tasso was in there, too. But uh, Duddy is like the screen. I don't screen know who picked that thumbnail. Thumbnail, I mean, yeah. I was, I was not the star of that film, but somehow I became the thumbnail photo of the thing. Well, you were involved. (laughs) You were involved. But it it is remarkable. And I I think our our fans, it's so kind of inside baseball. You don't know everything that goes into this stuff. Like, for instance, like special requests. I'm sure you guys get special requests, and you have to know what a specific player wants on the road or or something that, uh, you know, may come up. You have to just almost be a step ahead of a lot of these things, right? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that goes on where you – you know, the players that have been around here long enough, you know, you know, like what Philip Rivers might like a certain glove and a certain temperature that he wants to wear. Uh, certain cleats the players might want to wear on certain types of grass. Um, and then if a guy comes from another team, you might want to pick the brain of the other team's equipment guy to see if there's any little things that that player used when he was without a previous team. So, yeah, that's interesting. Actually. Um, and then there's just a lot of experience. Like we've been around so long that we just know, you know, like, we got to bring this, and we might run into this, and you know. And you're comfortable with obviously the venues that we go to. Mexico City, though, have you ever been a part of a game in Mexico City? No, I I went down there in April on an advance. Looked we looked at the field, which I hope looks the same as it 
did then. Okay. It was. So you did an advance in April because that that's an interesting thing, kind of going into a place where you've never played a game. Obviously, the surface you, you have to have all those things, take all those things into account as we get there, and there's really no turning back. You have to have what you got to have. Correct, and it's a it's a grass that we've never played on. So that'll be interesting to see what the footing is on that. It it should play like Bermuda, but it's a little thicker. Um, we should be okay with rain, but you know the rainy season supposedly ends right about now, and hopefully that's the case. Um, the altitude is a big factor there, and I you know as far as the conditioning of the team, that's why we're going to practice at altitude for a week to get try to get acclimated to that. But um, you know, until you get to 7,200 feet or 7,300 feet, you don't, I mean, you don't know that's high. So uh, the guys will feel it, but both teams have to play in it. Mm. So. Does, does like playing in Denver at all help with like knowing what to bring and yeah, things like that? Yeah, it does. But there's, as far as the altitude goes, there's nothing we can do. I mean, the, yeah. uh, the, the one, and Chad will, you know, be all <laughs> over this one is uh, everything when you go to altitude, anything that holds air inflates so the balls go from 13 pounds to about 16 pounds really the helmets that have air in them so you got to really make sure you let air out and take everything down to where it should be when you get up to altitude how does that process work with with the balls we have a a machine that that we take with us that uh as as we're at each stadium even on the road whether we're dealing with altitude or not that I'll, i'll check the psi for each ball when we get there just to make sure everything's sitting at, at regulation. And then, like Chris said, with the, the helmets, we all have pumps and needles out there with us during pregame, and guys will they'll start to feel it. They're, they're sitting there, man, what's going on? Why is my helmet so tight? Hold on. We got you. We'll take a little bit of air out of it for you. I'm sure that happens throughout the course of a game too, yeah. right? Yeah, not so much, but but more so you see it a lot in, in Denver in those places where we experience the uh, the higher altitude, just making those adjustments, getting ready for the game. All right, guys, a quick break to remind you to subscribe to the all-new Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. It's your one stop for all things Chargers directly from the team. In-depth conversations and analysis with players, coaches, executives, national reporters and broadcasters, and much more. We're now on Spotify and SoundCloud, too, so subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's get to part two of my conversation with the Chargers equipment staff. You're listening to the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. Would you guys say that this is the busiest three-week stretch? Or It's always busy. I get that. But are these three weeks a little more hectic than the other weeks? For sure. Yeah. Quicker sure. turnaround makes I mean, things interesting. Yeah, I mean, Chris can tell you that he, there's a whole carny that has to be made for the Mexico City trip. That's a lot. Yeah, that's where I want to get into, too, because we talked about this with London. You're shipping everything internationally. That's just another layer that you don't normally don't have to deal with. Exactly. So you, you prepare a manifest, uh, and you submit it to Rocket Cargo, who's handling our, our international freight, and then they submit it to the Mexican Customs. Okay. And they look it over... It should be okay, but we don't know until they get back to us. And then as we go into Mexico City, they'll they spot check some things. It's a little different than going into England. Uh, it's different. And then coming back in the United States will be another uh, customs issue coming back. But we, the NFL and the Chargers hire a company called Rocket Cargo that hand, handles all that for you. Okay. We just have to be able to g- give them all the information they need 
you know, as we did with London uh, accounting, you know, this case has this in it and this trunk has this in it and this is the cost of it. And, you, you know, they just want to make sure everything matches. Okay. So you started preparing for this trip all the way back in April, you said? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it helps that we went to London last year because we can reuse a lot of that information. Uh, we've made some changes in our trunks, so we've had to reduce some things. And uh, then we have to check with all the other departments with their cameras and everything to make sure that nothing's been added. These trips take they take time, but I you know I always enjoy them. It's neat, oh yeah, it's well, neat, neat to play international. An experience games. counts. Let everyone know how long have you been working the NFL? Thirty years. Thirty years 30 for Chris. Years. What about you? This is my 28th. 28 years. Chet. Sixth NFL season. Sixth NFL season. Tasso, what about you? Uh, seventh total NFL season. Wow. So there's a lot of experience on this crew. Uh, what's Chris, what's the craziest thing that can happen throughout the course of a game that maybe fans don't know that you guys have to be on top of? Well, I think with us it's when helmets break because if a helmet breaks, you've got to get it fixed and back on the field – and a player, you can't just throw a random helmet on a player's head. You know, they they, they want their helmet. So um, whether it's a face mask bending or the hardware breaking, we've had some chin straps that, that break. Mm. And you and you hopefully it's a quick fix. Sometimes it's not, but that's that's always the craziest thing that can happen to us. I know Kevin deals with the coach player communication system a lot and that's that can get hectic if if speakers go out batteries go out that okay so that that's under you guys's purview as well correct yeah and, and, and kevin deals with that explain that kevin yeah oh, well it, we we, do, we use it in practice every day so you, so you have that familiarity with it it's not just games and what it is, is every uh, every quarterback and then you have you'll have three uh defensive players and they're usually linebackers in their helmets, they'll have a, a module, and they'll have a, a battery, and they'll have two speakers. And on the other side of that, the coach, you'll, your play caller, whether it's your defense coordinator, your offense coordinator, will have a radio, and they'll just they'll tell, tell the player the plays. Um, so in practice, it's a pretty basic system. Now, when we go on the, on the road or at a home game to get the modules, and the modules, that's where, you know, it's, a, an, it's an encrypted frequency in there, and it's a, there's... There's some heavy-duty security that goes into these these frequencies. Mm-hmm. So these modules are like they're like gold. They're like you know, you just can't mess with them. And so uh, every stadium has a guy who his sole job is to hold on to these modules. And I have to go meet with them before the game. Get three offensive modules, three defensive modules, and then I'll put them in our respective helmets, test them to make sure everything's working, and then uh, then we go into the game. And then once we're in the game, I'll, I'll tell you this: one of the main things is I have to plug the batteries in before the game. And if I forget to do that, I'm 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 toast. Yeah. Where are those so, batteries? You get your batteries well, in your back pocket. The ba- the batteries, <laughs> I, they're they're in the helmets, you know, because when I go out to test them, I plug them in for the test and then I unplug them. And then after pregame, because you know everything we do is routine. So my routine is after pregame. The first thing I do is I go in the locker room, and I could have people ask me for things I can't. I have to go plug these batteries in first, first and foremost. So I'll go through there and plug them in, and then I'm good. But I've, I mean, I've, I've only had one time where I, it's where it's something happened, and I finally dawned on me right as Rivers is warming up before the game that I hadn't plugged them in yet. 
Oh, I'm like, oh my God. So <laughs> what was man. this? But I almost had a heart attack. This is years ago. Okay. Years ago. So, um, so yeah, but anyway, then once the game gets going, uh, when we're on defense, I have to hold, uh, I'm holding like five different helmets on defense. Okay. Because basically what it is, 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 uh, make a long story short, you got, you can't have two guys holding at the same time, two linebackers. Sure. So, so as one guy comes off the field, I'm rotating helmets and making sure only one guy is in possession of a. That's a big juggling act with that. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy. No. Yeah. So if the, let's say, our, let's say, uh. Denzel Perryman's in with it. Well, he has two helmets. He has the one with the speakers, one without it. And I'm holding the one without it in my hand. Well, standing next to him is Drew Tranquil. He has a helmet on his head that doesn't have speakers in it. And this, this, I have another one of his helmets with the speakers in it in my hand. And if, if they rotate, I have to facilitate that it's and have them pop juggling. both helmets off. It's amazing. And if, if you can have three guys, so you have, you have Denzel, Drew Tranquil, and then we'll have a third guy. Let's say it's Tavis Brown or Thomas Davis, I have to hold those helmets in my hand as well with the speakers in them. So if there's an in, in, if there's an injury, I mean there's no time. It has to be that. So quick. these are all backup helmets. Yeah, they're all backup helmets. Okay. So each one of those players has two helmets, and they've worn them. They've worn them in practice, so they're really broken in. They, that player knows that helmet because when they do need to use it, there's zero time. It's literally like throw me other helmet. Let me throw you this one. They pop it on and they go. Wow. So yeah, and that's that's going out throughout the whole game when, with, with the first two guys because we're do, constantly doing substitutions. So when we're on defense, I'm standing next to – if I'm standing literally like an inch away from Drew Tranquil the whole game. And when he has it's time to go, there's his helmet and he runs off. It goes a little bit deeper than what I think fans may think, uh, just your responsibilities during the game. Before a game, if you guys could walk me through, like, all right, let's say we're going to take off on Wednesday to go to Oakland. You guys have to get to the stadium ahead of time. Is it normally the the night before is when you set up? Well, if we go just for a one-night trip, which we typically do on the West Coast games, mm-hmm. we'll go right from the airport to the stadium and set up. So straight we'll, there. So Wednesday night when we land in San Francisco, we'll just bus right over to the stadium, and I'll go with the truck, and we'll meet. We'll all meet at the Coliseum, and we'll set up, and it'll be done. Um, if we go on an East Coast trip where we leave Friday for a Sunday game – We'll get to the hotel on Friday night and pass out the walkthrough apparel, and then we'll go set up on Saturday morning. Oakland, you guys going to miss Oakland? Oh, I'm going to miss Oakland. It's funny because Kevin and I, we played there last year, and we were looking around, and we're like, this could be it. Is is not great as that stadium is. I don't want to say too much, but it's it's old, and it's run down, and the locker room's small, but it, it has memories, mm-hmm. so you'll kind of miss that, you know? It's, it's a unique environment there, you know. It's it's cool when when different teams you go on, you go on all these road trips. We've been to we've been to every stadium. We've seen every type of environment there is, and so it's cool when you can experience that. And and the Oaklanders, that's that's a definitely a different environment over there. It's definitely a different yeah, environment. It's, it's the different. black hole. Yeah. It really is. It, it is dark and dank, and if it rains, there's water pouring down into the locker rooms, and yeah, uh, you walk out of the tunnel, and if it's there's water dripping down and it's like a dungeon. Yeah. In fact, uh, just earlier today, I was doing the locker room diagram. And uh, Chris will give me a diagram of the locker room, and he'll show me how many lockers there are in the locker room. And, you know, some of these other stadiums we go to, there's 85 lockers. When we bring, let's say we bring 55 players with this, no problem. We can facilitate that pretty easy. But in Oakland, there's like, I think, 48 lockers, something like that. 
You have to it's double tight. up. You They're going to make you work for yeah. it. Right. Then you have to double up players and some lockers, and you got to figure out, well, which guys am I going to double up? And, yeah. you know, it gets a little tricky. And the uh, all the new stadiums have an equipment room where you can – it's an actual room where you can put your equipment. And a lot of them have a window that you can work through. With a, hallway. The Coliseum, we use a hallway <laughs> that leads to the bathroom. That's the, that's the equipment room. So we'll be working in there, players trying to get to the bathroom, crawling over us. Yeah, it's just – your challenges. It's challenging, yeah. But, yeah. but you'll miss it. You'll miss it. miss it. <laughs> what about Mexico City? Where, where's the locker rooms in Mexico City? So the locker room in Mexico City was built by the NFL, so it's out just outside the stadium. It's not even in the stadium. So it, it's literally in the parking lot up against the stadium, It's but it's nice. It's big, spacious. The locker room itself is great, but it's, it's a good distance from the field, and you have to go down a long tunnel down to the field and the last part of the tunnel actually goes through the through the stands well going down is not bad coming back up is rough because of the altitude and it's an, at an incline so you, <laughs> you feel it so it's you know there's going to be some people that are kind of hurting coming back up to the locker room you know i bet and it's going to take a while i think it takes about three minutes three and a half minutes to get up there from so um but it's nice i mean it's it's got everything you need and it's big and it's you know it's not bad you guys play such a vital role in the success of the team you guys have been doing it for such a long time we'll start with the the two veterans chris what do you love about this job man oh i just love the fact that you're part of a team and it's the same feeling you got when you actually played football or played a sport when you were younger um and you, you get to do it I'm 53 now, and I can still have that feeling every day when I go to work. It's great. And um, the work we do goes towards helping the team win games. And it's if, if you're a person that likes sports and, you know, it's there's no better job. So it's great. You have a hand in it. You have a hand in it. So, And I like, you know, I like the people you deal with on a daily basis, the players, the coaches, the front office people. You know, it's I guess I could say it's kind of my type of people that i like to to work with love everything about it a lot of good people in this organization what about you duddy you know for me i think it's just the process of the, of the journey of the season you know the ups and downs and and going to practice and running around and you know throwing a football catching a football being with all the guys out there you know and shoot every sunday we're in another we did another city or we're playing another team at home it's no two week is the, two weeks are the same, and really, no two days are the same. I mean, we talk we're talking about games and everything, but you guys are grinding here for practices. You know, we, we have these a short week of practices before we head up to Oakland. I know, and I gotta I gotta get you guys off this podcast so you can get back to work. I I understand that, uh, but it's it's not just the game day. I know we're talking about Mexico City and Oakland and all the logistics, but this is this is seven days a week, man. It's uh. It's 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 fun though, man. I tell you what, it's a lot more fun when you win. I can tell you that because when we lose, it can be it's you know it's the mood across the whole building. It gets a little rougher when you start losing. You only got win. sixteen of them. Yeah, and I mean, what else, what other job is like that? Whereas there's such such an ebb and flow to it based upon the performance of what happens on one day. You know, every day following that, people are happier. People aren't. It's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. Chad. What about you, man? I mean, you got a great group. That you work with a lot of experience here. Yeah, just, just piggybacking off of Kevin. I mean, you're breaking the season down into 16 weeks. You, you break each each game down. 
So you, that's that's your, your your way, your business, your whole thing. Everything's flowing week to week, small victory. We won week one. Awesome. Fantastic. On to week two. And you're part of that process. You're part of getting the coaches and the players prepared to win, prepared to succeed. And that's all you want to do. That's all we want in here is is to help them win, to help them succeed. And if we have any small part in, in doing that, that, that makes us all feel great. You know what's interesting about it, too, is you guys are there from 90 guys coming in here. For training camp. So you see when, when guys get released, when they come back, you meet new guys throughout the course of a season. You, you really touch all functions of, of football operations. It's pretty cool, actually. It's a good point. Yeah. Deal with it all. Deal yeah. with it all. All the different levels, yeah. Tasso, what about you, man? I started as an intern with the 49ers and spent a little time with the Rams, but uh, it's my third year here. So uh, you know, it's a great group. I enjoy coming to work every single day. Um, and being a part of, of what these guys have already mentioned. <clears throat> so I won't repeat you know, everything they just said, but I kind of echo you know, the same feeling. I think for me is every day there's always a new challenge. Um, you just can't predict what will happen on the practice field or on a game day. Um, one of my favorite parts is just being ready to, to act when, when something does go wrong. You know, guy's face mask bends or the visor just breaks. I just like being able to, you know, to, to jump right into action and, and try to remedy the problem, you know, as quickly as possible um, so that, you know, they, they can get out there and, and, and perform at their best. And, you know, I think for me it's always been as, as long as you kind of stay out of the news, you're doing a good job. So, you know, that, that's kind of how I see no it. No news is good news. From an equipment perspective. Yeah. It is, um, and it's a great, like I said, great group of players, coaches, staff. Um, it, it's uh, it's fun coming along. You bring up a great point, and I, I was just thinking about this. You guys are honestly the ultimate problem solvers because things are going to come up every single day. So not only I, I was trying to think like what what's the biggest skill you need to possess to do this job, and I was thinking like preparation, no doubt. But you got to have awesome problem-solving skills, yeah. Chris. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, stuff comes up every day. You got to go to plan B. You got to go to plan C on it and just get it done. You know, we can't make mistakes. You can't forget things. You have to have it. And, and, that's, and that's a prerequisite. Before you even solve yeah. problems, you got to make sure you have all the pieces to actually solve the problem. Correct. And if, if you can't get it this way, you got to get it this way. And you, you just got to make it happen. And, you know, that's just the, the nature of the business. You know? So, you know, and then we put all our heads together and try to get it. Don't get miss it. a beat. Yeah. Don't miss yeah. a beat. So. This crew doesn't miss a beat. I don't know where Kyle is. I don't think we're going to get Kyle Ow. on the podcast. Oh. Kyle. <laughs> it's like a 30-second. Like, this is just a, a – I'm ending the podcast, hoping Kyle comes at some point. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and Mark. You know, Mark's yeah. here at night. So Mark's kind of the – no, guy nobody sees and comes in and does laundry at night, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't hear it, Kyle said he's not coming over. The man, yeah, Mark, mystery. You got, and it goes beyond you guys too. You have guys on the road that are they're helping you, yeah, at each so, game. So the uh, yeah, the visiting team provides uh, clubhouse guys that help you out, and then on game our home games, we have about thirty guys that come in and help us out, chain crew and the net crew and the ball crew and all those guys, and so the staff on game days. Definitely a lot bigger. Got the best equipment staff in the NFL. I'm going to say it. I may be biased. <laughs> awesome, guys. I really appreciate your time. I think fans really eat this stuff up, especially when 
you talk about going international and, and doing things on a short week, especially coming off a, a big win like that. There's a lot of energy in this building. Uh, it probably gets you gets you through each day even that much quicker, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it does. Well, appreciate your time. Chad Jessup, Kevin Duddy, Tassel Panopoulos, Chris Smith, equipment manager. Backstage Chargers presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers.